Welcome everybody again to Retire.Army, where we're digging into the retirement final, what are we on, 42 weeks, 41 weeks? I think that's what we're at. Oh gosh, the what I post, I think 44 was last Friday, so we're, so we're at like 43 now, I think? Yeah. Something like that, so probably by the time this post, we'll be down to about 42. So we're the last 42 weeks of, uh, of Justin's mm. retirement journey, and uh, he's been doing some stuff, and as well as tearing apart the house at the same time, and wearing himself out, and, and beating himself up. So uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, just to remind everybody, there's timestamps in the bottom. If you want, you can actually put it in 1.25x or 1.5x. It might be a little bit quicker for you, and still um, audible, you can intelligible, so you can understand what's going on. Because uh, sometimes we take pauses and we think about things. That's so all good. I tend to talk slow sometimes too. So I do the same. <laughs> so that and then the, all the links to everything that we talk about will be down in the show notes. And we might have some screenshots popping up in between talking. So welcome back. Welcome back. How's everything going with you? Um, It's going. I'm pretty exhausted. Uh, we kind of talked off before we started recording. But yeah, I've been... Uh... Ripping apart an old deck uh, at the backside of our house. It's probably about a, almost as old as me. Um, so it's not, it needs to be replaced. Uh, so, you know, I, I ordered one of those dumpster services where they give you like three days and, you, you know, fill it up before they take it off. So they dropped it off Friday and I've been working feverishly to get it filled up. and They'll haul it off tomorrow. So, um, yeah, pretty smoked. Uh, you know, I'm not a 20-something anymore, so... I'm sure I'll be feeling it here later this week, but you know, I'm still alive. I made it and, uh, you know, I was able to, to jump on the, uh, the camera with you today. Yeah. I'm glad you made it back. I've actually revisited something that I used to do in high school was, uh, pickle juice for like muscle aches. Mm. Interesting. Right. Yeah. I think it probably, yeah, it probably has to do with the electrolytes, you know, high sodium content helps you kind of rehydrate. Maybe so. I do like pickles, but yeah, I usually dump the juice though on the <laughs> not, not the I'd rather just, you know, drink a lot of water and eat a lot of salty food. I think <laughs> I hope to think it's about the same. Maybe that's just wishful thinking though. Yeah. I mean, you get older you gotta take care of things and that's what uh retirement's all about as well. Getting to that point. So let's talk about um your ACP mentor, you said you um, reached out to them and did you get responses back from them? Yeah, so no. So I actually, uh, I, I got an email, maybe it was earlier this week, I think, by the, uh, you know, the program coordinator said, hey, I think we found someone that kind of aligns with what your goals are. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like a, I think it's a kind of like a yes, yes situation, right? Yeah, I kind of review their credentials they kind of look at mine and you know both parties agree you kind of get linked up so uh yeah so we've exchanged some emails he's worked in policy both uh in the public sector and private sector for the majority of his career um he also worked for the department of state and kind of did some you know some overseas work um but lives in the area um so yeah i'm really excited uh, we've kind of emailed trying to get together in person because we both live relatively close to each other. I'm down in Springfield. He's up in Arlington. So, you know, 15, 20 minutes away from each other. So for the next week or two, we will actually like, you know, kind of meet up in person, kind of break the ice, kind of discuss where I'm at and where I want to be. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Great. And then, so let's move on to um, just real quick to double back on Hillvets. How's that going for you? 
Uh, good. Good. Um, so yeah, I made it in person every Tuesday. So looking forward to that. So we, we kind of do have some homework. Um, so yeah, so our, our, uh, our first bit of homework was to read rule number two. Um, so that's by Dr. Heidi Squire Craft. So she's actually our guest speaker for this Tuesday. Um, so yeah, keeping up with that pretty well. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, so they're going to tell us on Tuesday um, where we're holding our CapCon, which is kind of like our symposium, kind of like a capstone almost, I guess, for the program. Um, so it'll be somewhere in the DC area. Uh, we don't know quite yet. I know last year they held it at Gallup, but they've kind of held it at some other some other places, you know, throughout the history of the program in the DC area. So they'll give us some more details on that. So I'm pretty excited. But yeah, things are chugging along. Uh, we've had a couple of meetings with my what they call fire team, so it's kind of like your your kind of subgroup. Um, so our uh, our topic is I'm thinking. So it has to do with technology and how it relates to ready, readiness for the military and then also has a kind of a component to veterans as well. So that's kind of our subtopic that we're going to be briefing on during that uh, CapCon. And there's four other groups that are going to have their other, other topics. But like the main theme is, I'm trying to think, oh, okay. So the main theme is, I think it's readiness and military or something like that. I'm, I'm butchering it. I'm sorry. My brain is <laughs> suboptimum right now. And I spent all weekend ripping this deck apart. So I, really, I didn't properly prepare for this interview this week. My apologies. No, it's cool. Maybe we should do this every every time we record. I'll just have you work out for like 18 hours. and then <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so no, yeah, things are going well with, Hel with Helvet. So yeah, just plugging along. Okay. And um, let's talk about... VA and putting in a VA claim and what you've done so far and like research and anything like that? Yeah. So one thing I kind of touched about uh, last week um, in kind of my, my blog post on LinkedIn, right? So about a year ago, I would say, because um, I'm a, you know, a pretty, pretty analytical person, like a very methodical. So I actually was trying to research you know, trying to figure out exactly like how the process works and like what's covered. Like, you know, you, you feel like my foot hurts or, you know, I get headaches or whatever. Like, where does it actually say that? And like, how is the rating determined? And like, you know, all this kind of ambiguous information that nobody really knows. It's all just kind of the rumor mill. Um, so no, so I eventually I found um, what's called kind of the schedule for rating disabilities. Um, so it's actually, you know, on the, the VA benefits website. And you can literally see every single ailment that is rated for disabilities by the VA. Um, and so it's very, you know, very thorough process. And I mean, it'll tell you everything, like how, you know, how the flexion of your knee, you know, if you have an, you know, an injured leg, how the flexion of your knee will determine, you know, the difference in rating percentages and things like that. So very, you know, very interesting um, process. So that was kind of like kind of determined... I'm kind of the basis on how I was going to file my claim. But also, you know, I went through each chapter one by one just to see what's covered and what's not. And it was actually kind of interesting. I actually found some things that like you wouldn't even think is considered a disability, but it is. And so you're like, wow, that's really interesting. Like I had no idea. Like, you know, like uh, 
like GERD, right? That's basically like heartburn, like acid reflux. That's like a rated disability. And you just kind of think like, oh, it's just like something that you, you know, happens with old age and, you know, you just deal with it. Well, no, I mean, it's actually, you know, if it's something that's happened during your service, like it's actually a potential disability claim that you can, you can file with the VA. So things like just, you know, obscure things like flat feet, right? Like I, I know I've known I've had flat feet, but I didn't realize it was an actual like disability that you could get rated for. Um, so yeah, it was very interesting. It was very kind of enlightening. So, so yeah, I don't know how many people are, are privy to this information, but yeah, it's, it's readily available, you know, just got to find it and kind of dedicate some time to kind of reading and going through what's actually, um, you know, in the, in the schedule for ratings guide. Yeah. I think that's like the hardest part. I mean, I'm still doing my VA rating stuff two years after retirement. So I haven't finished it yet. Um, it was kind of like the, it was the first thing on my mind and then I missed the deadline and then it was the last thing on my mind. So circling back on it, like I'm getting, I'm finding things out about um, exposure to burn pits and like open flame stuff and burning of oil overseas and in deployed areas and stuff like they have like a registry for that um, that I'm trying to sign up for right now. No, I mean, I do. I think it's really important. I mean, obviously, everyone kind of focus on the compensation aspect of it, because you you know, you want to be compensated for basically having your body deteriorate during the time that you're you know, serving your nation. But I think it's really important just because you don't know how these ailments might kind of like linger progress into like your older years. So say something that you just kind of deal with now, like a weird cough or something, but it progressively gets worse over time. Like you want to ensure that's documented while you're in service and it gets connected. So if it does get worse and you need treatment or something like that, you know, the, the VA is kind of underwriting your care. So I, I think it's important not only to just document what bothers you now, but, you know, like I said, in case things get worse down the line in life, like you have kind of a basis for, for treatment that you don't have to pay for out of pocket. So kind of just, I guess, supplementing what I originally kind of learned about the ratings system. But then obviously we had kind of discussed the uh, the BDD. So the, you know, the, what is it? Benefits delivery discharge. Yeah, that benefits delivery discharge. So you can file anywhere up to, I think it's 180 days out from your approved retirement date. So that's really my goal. So I think I did the, you know, the backwards calculation. So if I'm looking at like one April of 24, I think I can file around like the 5th of October um, this year. So that's kind of my goal is to be ready to really kind of hit, you know, upload everything in e-benefits and hit the submit button somewhere about October 5th, you know, just to give me them, you know, more lead time, you know, for if I have to do follow-up appointments or, you know, come back and they, disapprove something and I have time to go back and get more documentation or diagnosis. So I think the sooner you can file that, the better. So that's really kind of my goal is to be able to file that. So, I mean, technically I actually opened up a claim. So I think they call it like giving notice of claims. So you go into e-benefits, you hit the, I'm, I'm going to submit a claim button. It'll kind of open up the parameters where you can go ahead and annotate ailments and you can upload documentation to support that. So it's open in e-benefits. Um, I think you have a year from the time you open it, you have to submit or else it, you know, it, I don't know, dissolves or something. You have to start over again. So it's open in there. I haven't actually uploaded anything yet, but I have been actively scrolling through my uh, medical records on, uh, on TRICARE and going through and actually, you know, looking at all my 
diagnosis and all my encounters with with medical professionals. So, and it actually kind of jogs your memory. Um, you can actually see some, you know, when you went to go see the doctor about certain, you know, ailments, and you didn't even remember. Because when you go to a doctor, like, well, how long has it been bothering you? Like, yeah, I don't know, maybe 2018 or so. And then you actually go back and look, you're like, oh, wow, actually in 2014, I was actually starting to see something about this. So kind of jogs your memory. So pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also go to like whatever your local um, military hospital is that you're you're using for your military, um, the military hospital that's that's near you that you're using on a normal basis. You can go in there and do a records request. It takes about two weeks, I believe, is the turnaround time. And then they just dump everything, put on a CD, and give it to you. Yeah, the problem is I don't have a CD-ROM, man. Like, <laughs> you are know I mean? like, can you dump that in my Google Drive? Because like, then I'm going to have to go buy a CD reader to go to my MacBook. Right. So, and that, yeah, and I realized that, but at, so I was, I don't know, I was trying to be a little proactive. Like, well, what I can kind of download now, you know, I can. I just stored on, you know, I, I made folders on Google Drive and just kind of dropped everything into each element. Um, so, and then, you know, I got some lists of some VSOs in the in the area that people have recommended. So at some point, because um, I'm still actively seeking care for, for some of the, the things that have come up. So I'm just wondering, okay, what at what point do you kind of just like, not stop, but like stop, you know, the records that you're going to actually upload, you know? So I don't know, maybe sometime over the summer in the fall or something like that. So I can actually, you know, send my entire medical file to one of these VSOs and have them kind of give me their recommendations on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious so. to see how that all pans out and how it works out for you. Cause like I said, I, I didn't have the best of luck with it. And so you just basically went on to eBenefits and started the process there. You did some research and reading about the ailments and trying to connect up the ailments to the, the actual documentation. And then from there, once you get all that kind of put together, then you're going to reach out to the VSO. Yeah. just as kind of like, um, cause I was kind of like on the fence, like, do you really need a VSO? Cause I don't know. I just, I'm a, how do I explain this? Like I'm a, I'm very like, I guess, cognizant of my own capability. Like I have high confidence in what I can accomplish. Like I, you know, I feel like I'm a fairly exceptional person. So it's like, I mean, it's not like, you know, rocket science, filing a claim. And the fact that you're, that I'm still on active duty while I'm filing it, like that is the nexus. Like I'm still serving. So it's not like I'm going back to try to find a nexus from like 10 or 15 years earlier. So it's really just finding the actual documentation by a medical provider with the actual diagnosis. Like you literally have no ACL in your left knee. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> with, you know, maybe the, 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 the notes from the MRI, like, okay, well, that's, that's the diagnosis. Let's load that up under, you know, knee pain and knee instability. So I don't know. So I really just kind of like a, but, but again, at the same time, you don't know what you don't know. I've never been through this process before. So obviously if I can get a VSO to just kind of give me a second look, because maybe there's something I'm missing and, you know, so just, you know, just a second, second set of eyes. Right. Because the last thing I want to do is me going in there all cocky, thinking, "Oh, I got this," and then like my claim comes back, and half of my claim is denied. And I'm like, "What the heck?" And then I'm, you know, then I'm going to triage mode, trying to clean everything up. So yeah, I figured you can't be too prepared. So yeah, that's kind of my goal is to just kind of send everything to a VSO, just give you know the second set of eyes, and obviously they're gonna have way more experience in the process than I do. Anything else on the radar over the next couple of weeks that you're looking at? So obviously we already kind of talked about is meeting up with Andrew, my mentor, 
um, just to kind of get some insight, right? Just kind of breaking in the world of policy. Um, and I think we've talked about this before, but really it's, you know, it's, I don't want to say double hard, right? But it's like, not only I'm trying to break into a new organization, but I'm also trying to break into a new career field, like entirely. So as much insight as I can get about that, you know, someone who's been in the field and someone who's kind of, I guess, you know, gone up through the ranks of the policy sector. So yeah, kind of looking forward to that, you know, continuing with, with the hill vets. So it's just, it's almost, I don't want to say it's on cruise control, but it's kind of like, I feel like I'm kind of like in a groove right now. So, you know, some things you can't, you know, you can't just solve them, you know, immediately. It just kind of takes time and you have to go through the process. So, um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I've got any like big hitters that are coming up. It's just kind of more of the same, right? Just getting treatment and diagnosis for these ailments and then kind of just exploring, uh, you know, my, my potentially future career space is there anything that you've like maybe discovered since you started doing like the retire even when you started mentally retiring that you discovered like maybe now that you uh found that you maybe missed something along the way so far reason i ask is because these things come up right and they're kind of like hiccup moments and then you just kind of deal with it and then you keep going but in hindsight like you don't really like those things might be important so I, I will tell you one thing that that kind of came up on the radar that I didn't really think about, and now I am, and that is um, life insurance, right? So really, you know, while you're in the military, you got the SGLI, it's almost like, you know, like you don't even think about it. It's just, it's there. He got it. You're safe. But then, um, you know, kind of just like seeing trying to explore like okay what are your options after like you get out and kind of like even like what is the purpose of life insurance right just not it's kind of like one of those things that's just kind of ingrained like you got to get it and like why and what's the purpose of it and everything like that what's a good deal what's not difference between term and whole life and now you've got like universal index life and like you know everyone's a marketer right everyone's trying to get your money into their business and they'll basically tell you, you know, whatever they can to do that. So it's like, you know, I'm constantly, it's almost like you're giving them the stiff arm, like, no, no, no. So just trying to like really kind of figure out that space and projecting like, what do you really need for life insurance and how long, you know, should it, how long should the term be? Like, do you want it to, you know, is the purpose just to kind of get to you, you know, 60 or 70 until you actually have like, you know, some, some decent wealth built up where the insurance part isn't even really possible, like isn't really necessary at that point. So really just kind of exploring that because it's not something you really, I've really had to at this point. Also, you know, how the, uh, you know, the survivor benefit program, because I guess that's almost kind of like a life insurance policy. So it's like, okay, so what's more beneficial, the S, you know, the SBP or just getting like a term life insurance policy for 20 or 30 years. So, just really kind of looking at all the options and, you know, how it kind of aligns with whatever my personal goal is and then trying to eliminate the ones that are complete ripoffs. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I would say that's something I, you know, six months ago, if you would have asked me a lot, I'd be like, oh, like, what? Is that really important? Is that an important thing I should be thinking about? So, no, that, yeah, it's something I, you know, I kind of overlooked. But now I'm glad I've, you know, kind of gained some awareness for it so I can you know, dedicate some time into researching that. Yeah, that and and then regular health insurance once you get out. I mean, of course, you got VA, you know, yeah. TRICARE insurance, but that's not always the best option. 
No, yeah, you're right. And I've kind of casually, you know, talked to some people about it. Even like some of our neighbors around here, like, you know, retired military and seeing what they have and, you know, their level of satisfaction in the area. So, you know, my wife's already been on, she's been on TRICARE standard for at least a year or so. So she's still kind of filling that out and providers in the area. So, no, definitely another thing to you know, explore too once I, as I get closer, um, exactly what I'm going to do. But yeah, life insurance, healthcare. Things you kind of really don't think about when you're on active duty because you really don't you don't have to really it's kind of decided for you almost so it's like yeah you got to get ready to start making these adult decisions that you know the rest of society has to deal with weeks so far it's been every two weeks uh, I'm just gonna ask you if you've been binge watching binge reading or binge listening to anything music video or or uh, or book format that may or may not be related to your journey right now where you're at in it? I don't know if I've been binging. So one thing I did, I did kind of start doing, and I'm not sure if it was, I don't, I think, I don't want to say it was like a New Year's resolution. It was something that just kind of evolved at the New Year. But no, just trying to read more in general, I think. Um, so kind of forcing myself. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's like directly, I would say it's related to like kind of, me evolving just as a person in general. It's, it's not like I'm doing this just because I'm transitioning, but just trying to, you know, I, you know, I don't think you can have too much knowledge, right? So I've, you know, I'm, I've, uh, the first book I finished was, um, I'm gonna look it up really quick, but it was Tribe. Mm -hmm. uh, have you heard? Have you read that one? Uh, yeah, I forgot. I've read it. Somewhere. Uh, Sebastian Younger. Oh, Younger, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so that was a really good one. That was actually really insightful. So I like that one. Right now, I'm rereading um, "How to Win How to Win Friends and Influence People" by Dale Carnegie. So it's a classic. Um, I got through it once, but it was like years ago. But you know, you forget over time. So, so yeah, no, I re reactivated my uh, my Audible account because sometimes it's easier, right? If I'm on the bus or I'm driving or something like that, just trying to you know be more be a, be more efficient with my time. So yeah, just trying to read more. Um, in general, and then obviously I got the mandatory reading assignments through Hillvet. So I'm, I'm pretty much done with rule number two. So I mean, that's like almost three books in this early year. So I'm trying to just read more in general, just to give myself more perspective. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can ever read enough books. I, I read books nonstop. Um, I do have one I can recommend for you that is probably really relevant. It's actually relevant to anybody in their midlife, like 40s or 50s or whatever. Um, called Falling Upward. I forget where I got the recommendation from, um, but the guy's, the author's name is Richard uh, Rohr, R-O-H-R. And it's okay. kind of like a biblical monk text kind of thing with a bunch of other like sociology and psychology and interesting stuff thrown into the mix. So may or may not be your cup of tea, but it's got a lot of good insights in it as far as uh, splitting up the first half of life, your 20s and 30s and possibly 40s, and then splitting up the second half of life and how that always doesn't like fall immediately in the middle. So, like sometimes people spend the first half of their life up to they're 60 years old before they actually mature and then dive into the second half of their life. So it's kind of an interesting uh, perspective, especially now in this time and the specific age. Like, Yeah, no, I do. I feel like it's almost, yeah, like you're... I don't want to say like changing the chapter. It's almost like you're starting a new book in life, right? It's like up to up to forty, basically. 
So, yeah, like my body's broken down a lot, but I feel like my mind obviously is stronger now than it's ever been. So it's it's kind of like a give and take. <laughs> I got to use my brain more and my biceps less. Trade-offs. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, I'm going to let you get back to uh, some some uh, icy hot and maybe, maybe a nice nap and a shower, and uh, I'll let you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. But thanks for hopping back on here with me and for everybody else out there in the audience. Uh, stay tuned more of these episodes and thank you for listening. Everything's in the show notes and timestamps are there. And if you do feel like this is bringing you some value, be sure to like and subscribe and all those little buttons at the bottom of the YouTube channel or wherever you're, wherever you're listening to or watching this. And until next time. <laughs>